Hello, and thank you for joining me on this episode of Dropping the Plum Line. My name is Stacey Mueller, and it is January 26, 2023. And, you know, I was up so early this morning, and I just popped out of bed, and I was like, well, I better just go downstairs and make myself some coffee and open up the Word. And what I usually do is I try to start my day off reading Proverbs. So since today was the 26th, I always open up to the day that it is, uh, Proverbs 26. And as I was reading it, I was like, wow. This is a word for us to just take in and digest right now, especially in this month of Shabbat, which is a month that God wants to give us great revelation and pour his anointing oil upon us, but also out of our lips as well. And yet there's a requirement and a responsibility that we have. And God wants to give us his wisdom in order to walk out uh, the increase that he's giving us. So join me as I go through Proverbs 26. So the, ch- the chapter in Proverbs 26 really kind of encompasses what is a fool. And a fool, actually, I went in and looked it up, and it means someone that's stupid or someone that's very arrogant, and they're not willing to listen and learn. Um, they just go on their own way and think that their way is the highway. And so their ears are closed, their eyes are blinded. And so in this chapter, we read about the fool, how to handle the fool, what the fool looks like, and then what is the number one thing that is foolish. And so we need to know these things so that we don't become a fool ourselves, but we walk as wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to break this chapter down into three parts. I want to read uh, verse 1 through 12 first. As snow in summer and rain in harvest, so honor is not fitting for a fool, someone that's arrogant or stupid. They do not receive honor. Like a flitting sparrow, like a flying swallow, so a curse without cause shall not alight. A whip for the horse, a bridle for the donkey, and a rod for the fool's back. Do not answer a fool according to his folly, lest you also be like him. Answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own eyes. So when we respond to someone that's foolish and try to defend ourselves, we actually look foolish ourselves. That was really key. As well as many, many people that are foolish will use their lips to defend their position and to retaliate or to um, shift the blame. And when they do that, when you're listening to this, you can actually maybe take that in or you can choose to believe that this curse that's coming at you with these lips will not alight. And so that's what's in verse 2. All right. Sorry, I took a little bunny trail. All right. Number uh, verse 5. No, verse 6. He who sends a message by the hand of a fool cuts off his own feet and drinks violence. Like the legs of the lame that hang limp is a proverb in the mouth of fools. Well, why is that so? Because a proverb is always going to give us wisdom and knowledge and understanding, and the house is built upon these things. And then we will reflect and we will witness wisdom. So if a foolish person takes wisdom and they're holding on to it in their mouth, they will not chew it up, actually. They will just, uh, their legs go limp. That's what it says, like the legs of the lame that hang limp. 
it's like a proverb in the mouth of the fools. They don't know what to do with it. And so um, they just spit it out. Like one who binds a stone in a sling is he who gives honor to a fool. So we have to be careful. Now, sometimes people will be so arrogant and actually very convincing in their rhetoric that we am maybe even in a position of hierarchy that we give them honor um, because of all these different things. And yet the Lord tells us not to give honor to someone that is foolish. So we have to uh, understand and see them through the Lord's lens, love them where they're at, but don't give them the honor that they are trying to put up as a front. Verse 9, like a thorn that goes into the hand of a drunkard is a proverb in the mouth of fools. So a drunkard is not going to even feel that thorn that's going into their side. They're anesthetized. And so even somebody that has a, um, been given a proverb, they're not even going to taste it. They're not even going to understand the fruit of it. And they're not going to be able to be moved by it. Verse 10, the great God who formed everything gives the fool his hire and the transgressor his wages. As a dog returns to his own vomit, so a fool repeats his folly because he's not chewing this instruction and learning from the wisdom that's given. He will just be like a dog that returns to his ways and eventually he will receive the wages of going his own way, which are arrogant and stupid. And that always leads to destruction in the end. God says that when we humble, humble ourselves, he lifts us up. But when we are prideful, we know that a fall is ahead of us. Verse 12, do you see a man wise in his own eyes? There is more hope for a fool than for him. And so we, oh, wow, we just need to keep ourselves humble. I think one of the hardest things for us to do in the um, Christian circles is to have a belief system that is in us. And then here's some new truth that God wants to reveal and be open to it. And so we have within us this year a big battle that's going to be raging between a religious spirit, somebody that is so stubborn in their ways and, and are not willing to take a look at their belief system and what the word is saying and be open to some correction, which the Lord is bringing to the church right now so that she can start looking like tasting and reflecting his him as a bride um, we need to be humble and so I believe that this is going to be one of our biggest battles this year because some some of the people that have been really seeking God right now they are starting to learn some some things that wow that truth that I believed is not really true for example things that I've been sharing on this podcast about the relevance of the feasts and the holy days and how significant they are to celebrate, to come into an intimacy with God. And we have learned that the Old Testament and the feasts, they've been put away. They're not relevant. They're not, they, they, they just serve as no reason to even study them. And yet God's redemption story is in all of those feasts. And as we come into a one-to-one heart-to-heart with God in, a, in just recognizing them and honoring him through why he has establish them, boy, we come into a greater revelation of who he is and who we are with him and what he's doing um, to bring his redemption in the earth. 
So now I'm going to go into the second set of scriptures that are in Proverbs 26. And it kind of talks about the characteristics of a fool. And verse 13, it says, The lazy man says, Oh, there is a lion in the road. A fierce lion is in the streets. And as a door turns on its hinges, so does a lazy man on his bed. The lazy man buries his hand in the bowl. It wearies him to bring it back to his mouth. The lazy man is wiser in his own eyes than seven men who can answer sensibly. Oh my goodness. So laziness is an excuse that hides behind someone that is wise in their own eyes and is stupid or arrogant in what they believe. And they see maybe um, situations that are ahead that could prove to be a little bit difficult and having to take fortitude to walk through them. But the foolish man says, no, I'm just going to sit right here. I'm just going to sit where I'm at and I'm not going to take on the day. I'm not going to move through that. I'm just going to settle in. I don't know. I just feel like that's probably a word for somebody um, not to go in fear and to just settle in where you're at, but to rise up and to stand strong in the Lord and see his salvation. The foolish man believes the lies of the enemy, but the person of faith, the wise man says, Lord, you are with me. Your strength is leading me and guiding me in the way I should go. You give me a a strength in my inner man, the spirit of might, and I can boldly go forward and know that you are with me. You will never leave me nor forsake me. Verse 17 goes on to share another characteristic of the foolish person. He who passes by and meddles in a quarrel, not his own, is one who takes a dog by the ears. Like a madman who throws firebrands, arrows, and death is the man who deceives his neighbor and says, Oh, I was only joking. So there's some sarcasm right there. Sarcasm, actually, foolish jesting is what the Lord calls it, coarse jesting. The Lord says that this is actually in the list of iniquities and God doesn't want us to use sarcasm to tear people down. And what that is doing is actually um, trying to um, make someone that's hiding in foolish thoughts and a stronghold to live in fear, to make themselves feel good in that place that they're sitting. And so they they deflect and they start tearing other people around, especially those that have the light of God inside of them and are doing something for the Lord and are moving out. Well, that would cause a foolish person to feel a little bit uneasy. And so they'll start quarrels. They will start um, sarcasm and trying to make others feel bad so that they can feel good. And now we're going into the third part of Proverbs 26 that I believe is something that we really need to take heed of. And the Lord uses eight scriptures to really talk about this very thing. And that is how we become foolish with our mouth. We can come into the description of a foolish person. We can act like a foolish person and we can sound like a foolish person just through the things that we did, we choose to allow to come out of our mouth. And so the Lord says that what we meditate in our mind, usually out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So we have to have the mind of Christ so that we are speaking those things that are true, lovely, good report. That's what the Lord tells us to do. And so uh, we can often 
often go into gossiping and slander and speaking, uh, tearing people down and saying things that are not producing life, um, but death. And so life and death are in the power of the tongue and the Lord holds us accountable to that. And so if we're not actually seeing results in front of us where God is breaking through, we're seeing peace, we're seeing joy, we're seeing people respond to us in God's favor, we're seeing things lifted up and we're seeing people lifted up then we have to examine what is coming out of our mouth and what is our self-talk. Okay, verse 20 is going to just, I'm going to read these scriptures now and uh, we're going to go through them. Verse 20, where there is no wood, the fire goes out. And where there is no talebearer, strife ceases. And so if there's gossip and slander that's going on all around, we have the authority to stop it by not participating in it, and the strife will cease. So when we see strife in our workplace, in our family, in a, you know, in church, we, I can guarantee you that there is gossip and slander that is going around, and people are participating in it and chewing on it. Verse 21, as charcoal is to burning coals and wood to fire, so is a contentious man to kindle strife. The words of a talebearer are like tasty trifles, and they go down into the inmost body. So sometimes when we are broken inside and we're not happy with who we are because we are not open to correction, we're not opening to listening to the Lord, and we're doing life our own way, and so we have pride that's leading us uh, in the way we're going, we can then respond with these scriptures that I'm sharing with you, we can come into a um, place where we're being used by the enemy to tear others down and ourselves down as well. Okay, so verse 23 goes on to say, fervent lips with a wicked heart are like earthenware covered with silver dross. He who hates disguises it with his lips and lays up deceit within himself. Wow, you know, we don't even realize I had to like stop and and think about when I'm starting to talk about words that are coming out of my mouth that are not producing life, I have to figure out, well, why am I saying that? What's going on in my heart? And what's hidden behind there? You know, everything is a heart issue. So we need to examine our hearts and see if we have uh, taken any bitterness and bitterness leads to hatred and hatred stirs up strife. And so that's a really strong word. I mean, none of us would ever ever think that we really hate inside of us. And yet some of these characteristics show us that we have some bitterness that leads to hatred in our heart. Verse uh, 25, when he speaks kindly, don't believe him, for there are seven abominations in his heart. Though his hatred is covered up by deceit, his wickedness will be revealed before the assembly. You know, I, I want to stop and, re- and repeat this again. Fervent lips with a wicked heart are the earthenware covered with silver draws. He who hates disguises it with his lips and lays up deceit within himself. When he speaks kindly, do not believe him, for there are seven abominations in his heart. And this right here, I repeated that again because we there are some good talkers out there. There are people that can hide, especially people that are 
narcissists, they are actually really good at putting on a good show and, and, and speaking of a very good, you know, one-liners and, you know, they, they've got a really good way of making things appear like they're the good guy. And yet the spirit of God inside of you will say something to you and then go, Hmm, something's not adding up. And so when the Holy Spirit is showing you that, don't discount what the Holy Spirit is showing you. And for yourself as well, if you start speaking some things because you're trying to put on a good front and you're trying to please man, the fear of man has come upon you and you're worried. And so you start lying to cover up, you know, you got to stop it right there because it'll just add up and it'll add up and it'll add up. And then all of a sudden you are opening up the door for the enemy. Not one, not two strong, not holds, not three. He says seven abominations are in your heart that you're going to need to come before the Lord and go, wow, Lord, not only did I lie and then the lie leads to covering up. Now I'm, you know, I'm betrayal and now I'm, you know, creating more lies and da, 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 da. Anyway, so I'm sorry. I just went off on that tangent. Um, okay. I'm going to go on to verse 27. Whoever digs a pit will fall into it and he who rolls a stone will have it roll back on him. A lying tongue hates those who are crushed by it, and a flattering mouth works ruin. And so I share all this because I think that the fire of God is on our tongue right now, and God wants the, the, our tongue to be circumcised in His glory, His truth, and bringing healing and restoration to people that we come into an encounter. And so I say to you, examine your heart, examine the words that are coming off of you and be one that stops the gossip and the slander and this huge, huge windfall of fear that is out there. You don't need to join the rhetoric. You can just stop. You can walk away. You can turn it around and make it the hope and the promise that God has for us. And so I bless you with these words today that God would just increase the anointing oil upon your lips. God bless you.